Going vegan overnight is a bad idea. Let's talk about why. From this episode, I hope you will take away three things. First, going vegan is a radical change. Sure, some people can go vegan overnight, but for most people, it can take months and even years to fully go vegan. Second, the best thing you can do to transition to a vegan lifestyle is to slowly veganize your existing meals. The key word is slowly. Third, when it comes to aspects other than food, it is okay to slowly start buying cruelty-free products, and again, the key word is slowly. If you take away one thing from this episode, just remember, it's okay to do things slowly. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg Podcast, where we explore the social side of being vegan. In each episode, we'll dive into personal experiences and perspectives on the benefits and challenges of being vegan in today's society. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for 11 years. I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries. Thank you so much for being here. Before we start talking about the transition from non-vegan to vegan, I want to give shoutouts to three people who left comments on the YouTube video of episode 3 where Tim and I spoke about dealing with non-vegan family. First is Lynn B, who wrote, and I quote, Yes, family are so scared that they are not able to keep us healthy without meat and dairy. They are really not accustomed to plant-based sources of protein, vitamins, etc., Things are changing, though, as the vegan diet is becoming more popular and there's more information widely available to parents. End quote. Lindby, I completely agree. I think there's been a positive trend lately where veganism is becoming more accepted and more mainstream, and I hope this continues. Second shout-out is to Captain Fish, who said, Great video, upside down, smiley face, thumbs up. Thank you so much, Captain Fish, and great name. Third shout-out is to Lucy, who said, I love your podcast, heart emoji, sparkle heart emoji, triumph emoji. The one where the person's breathing out. Thank you so much, Lucy. I truly appreciate it. And by the way, that last emoji, the one of someone breathing out heavily, that's my favorite to use. Now, if you would like to support me as well, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or a comment on YouTube. But if you're not listening on any of these platforms, feel free to take a screenshot of your podcast player post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at FriendlyVeg underscore. I'm so curious to see who is listening, and I would appreciate you letting me know, because that'll let me know that I should keep making these podcast episodes. Okay, let's get into it. So going vegan is a radical lifestyle change. Most of us aren't born vegan, it's something we become. I'll talk about my experience as an example. So if you listen to episode one, you'll be familiar with my vegan journey. So I first went vegan in high school, stayed vegan for a few years, then I stopped. Then I started again when I was in grad school, and now it's been 11 years in total. Transitioning my diet to plant-based was fine, but it took me around five years to truly figure out the social side of things. So I definitely did not go vegan overnight. Because really, going vegan is a huge departure from the cultural norms and expectations that surround food and eating. In many cultures, including my family's Chinese culture, eating animals is normal and even viewed as necessary. This can make it very difficult to navigate social situations and maintain your commitment to a vegan lifestyle, and this was my experience. But going vegan, it isn't a diet. As you know, it's a lifestyle. It involves a huge change in your worldview and your values. The concept of avoiding animals for the use of food, clothing, and entertainment is one that simply is not in most people's minds. But as a vegan, that core value of minimizing harm to animals throughout everything we do is a guiding principle for our lives. It infers our actions. And by the way, I also want to say that if you are vegan, you really should be extending your compassion to humans as well. Let's try to help everybody. 
but behavior change, so any sort of change in our actions, it takes time. Think about if you're starting to go to workout. Maybe you've been here before. You say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Maybe for the first few weeks, you make it to the gym five days a week, so well done, fine. After a while, you start going less and less, and eventually you stop exercising at all. This is normal. This is how it is for most people, because any sort of behavior change, like I said, is really hard. So don't beat yourself up over it if you find it difficult to start new habits. But let's say that you were to try to go vegan overnight. Let's walk through what it might look like. So the first thing you might do is clean out your pantry, clean out your fridge. You throw out or you donate any non-vegan food items and you make a list of all the vegan staples you'll need to buy to replace what you got rid of. But you're not done yet. The next thing you do is look at all the products in your house. Household cleaners, toothpaste, makeup, that sort of thing. You feverishly educate yourself on what products are cruelty-free and then you realize to your horror that all the products in your house were tested on animals. You either throw out all those products or you give them to a friend so they're gone. They're not in your house anymore. And after this, you take stock of your clothes. You donate your leather boots and you say bye to your favorite leather belt and you give it to a friend. But once you've gotten rid of all your non-vegan food items, non-vegan products, and non-vegan clothing, you realize that there's one more thing you need to get rid of. Your wallet, because it's made of leather. So you're left with no food, no household products, fewer clothes, and no wallet. Okay, so I bring up the wallet thing figuratively and literally, and can you see why? If you go vegan overnight, you're completely revamping your life. That's not just a mindset change, but it's a sudden change in what physical products are around you. You need to buy to replace what you got rid of. But from a financial perspective, this just doesn't make sense. From a sustainability perspective, it makes no sense either. It's better to first use up what you already have. But if going vegan overnight isn't the answer, then what is? Well, my number one tip here is to start with slowly veganizing your existing meals. This means taking the meals you currently eat and gradually swapping out any animal-based ingredients for plant-based ones. Because going vegan doesn't mean you need to completely revamp your diet. You can still enjoy the same flavors, the same foods, just the vegan version. And I see this as a common misconception. A lot of people think that vegan food is substantially different from non-vegan food. For example, friends will sometimes say things to me like, Hey, I wanted to make you vegan cookies, but I didn't because I didn't know where to buy gluten-free flour. And I'm like, oh, actually, that's okay. Vegans can eat gluten. Have you had people also say this to you before? Anyways, any food you eat, any recipe you make, it can be made vegan. Because I feel so strongly about this, I've actually built a website for this. It's called Food Shake, and it converts any recipe into its plant-based version. Food Shake also tells you how to use each vegan substitute and why it works, so it educates you a bit as well. And Food Shake works particularly well for replacing eggs in baked goods. You can find it at foodshakeapp.com. And if you have any suggestions on how I can make Food Shake better, please let me know. Really though, this idea of transitioning your existing meals to vegan is so important, I can't stress it enough. But let's go over another example to see if I can convince you. Let's say you love your mom's spaghetti sauce, but she uses ground beef in it, so it's a bolognese sauce, but you want to make it vegan. You could be like, well, I know I love spaghetti bolognese, so I'm going to find a vegan recipe for it. So you Google vegan spaghetti bolognese, and the recipe you find is amazing, but it's going to be different from your mom's recipe. It'll use slightly different spices and will use slightly different ingredients overall compared to your mom's recipe. If you start using this new recipe instead of your mom's, you will be left wanting your mom's spaghetti bolognese. 
and you might find yourself saying, oh, this new recipe is fine, but I miss my mom's recipe. But where this is dangerous is that you might actually attribute your nostalgia for your mom's spaghetti as nostalgia and wanting for everything that your mom's recipe is. Not just the spices, but the meat too. And then you might decide that you're just going to eat meat again. And then you stop your veganism. So why not just take your mom's recipe and make it vegan? You can do this for anything. Any recipe, whether it's savory or sweet, baked or fried, it can be made vegan. So I really encourage you to slowly transition your existing meals and recipes to vegan. When all of your existing meals have been veganized, that's when you should explore new recipes and new techniques related to vegan cooking. So let's say at this point you've veganized all your existing recipes, but you don't just eat vegan at home, you've started to choose vegan options when you're outside of your home too, and that's great! Because you've sorted out the food side of things, you can now move on to the next step, which is to slowly transition other aspects of your life. I suggest you start with transitioning your household products to vegan. Again, don't do this overnight. From a sustainability and a financial perspective, it's important to do this slowly. Similar to with recipes, I recommend slowly transitioning categories of items to their cruelty-free versions. You could start with your toothpaste. So start out trying different cruelty-free toothpastes, and once you find one that works for you, keep buying it. It might take a while to find the toothpaste that works. For me, it actually took a long time to find a good cruelty-free toothpaste because I'm sensitive to sodium lauryl sulfate, which is a common ingredient in many toothpastes. So after finding your perfect cruelty-free toothpaste, you can move on to makeup if you wear it. But again, start small. You could start with mascara. Once you've found your perfect mascara, move on to eyeliner. After makeup, you can move on to household cleaners, then shampoo and conditioner, and so on and so forth. What I'm really saying is just do something. You don't need to do everything all at once, but take small steps towards your goal of being vegan. Really take it slow. Focus on progress over perfection and don't go vegan overnight. Use foodshakeapp.com to transition your existing recipes from non-vegan to vegan. Then, once your meals have been made vegan, slowly transition your household products to vegan-friendly versions. To wrap up, I'll share my favorite hate comment from this week. So I posted a TikTok about how you can use baking powder to replace eggs in recipes where egg acts as a leavening agent. Try it out! You can use 1 tablespoon baking powder and 3 tablespoons of water to replace one egg. Anyways, this person commented, Thanks! We'll try that next time I'm making scrambled eggs. Heart emoji. These are my favorite kind of hate slash troll comments because it was hilarious and yeah, I just think people on the internet can be so funny sometimes. Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, you might want to join my mailing list where I share vegan tips, easy recipes, and answers to your questions every two weeks directly to your mailbox. You can subscribe at FriendlyVeg.com. And if you're looking for a vegan community, come join hundreds of other vegans in the Friendly Vegans and Friends Discord server. The info to join is going to be in the show notes. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Bye!